don't ask and ask and ask. Switch it to provide value, provide value, provide value so that you have a better reason to stay on the forefront of people's minds. That's how you continue to follow up daily, weekly, monthly, whatever your pace is, and make sure that you're the person that someone thinks of. Welcome, everybody, to The Chris Harder Show, where we are making you unapologetic about your pursuit of success, knowing that when good people like you make good money, they can then do great things. My name is Chris Harder, and several times per week, I will bring you epic guests, solo episodes, and every single tool, trick, and skill set you need to grow your business, grow your money mindset, and to grow your wealth to levels that you have never reached before. I've ended up in a unique place in life where I've got the experience, the connections, and all of the secrets that it takes to be successful. And I'm lifting the curtain to reveal it all to you in an effort to help put you in a position of abundance so great that you can then be as generous as possible. So let's lock arms and let's get started. And we're back. With another episode of He Said, She Said. And I can honestly tell you, I have not felt this recharged since I can remember, like yeah. for the last couple of years. I'm feeling the same thing. Rubber band, totally pulled yes. back, ready to slingshot. And right? it's because we had that totally different routine. Yeah, we need dichotomy. I wrote about that in my, uh, my weekly email that goes up. Anyhow, what I wanted to talk about was now that we're reading, when we go to bed, we started this book called When I Stop Talking, You'll Know I'm Dead. And it's the biography of Jerry Weintraub. Now, a lot of people probably don't know who this guy is, but he is one of the biggest legends in show business. One of the biggest legends in managing people like Elvis and I think the Beatles and a whole bunch of other individuals. And he really like is one of those most influential figures ever. And he, there's two things that were his superpower that made him so so rich and famous and helped him create so many stars. And that is, he said that he is a very persuasive man And the power of persuasion is attached to never giving up. He said, Mm -hmm. those two things are what made him. He said, I'm not well-educated. I'm not fancy. I'm not this. I'm not extra talented. Mm. I'm just very persuasive and I never, ever give up. He told this great story. This is what led us to it. We heard the story last night, how he wanted to take Elvis on tour. Now, he wasn't Elvis' manager. He was nothing. And he was 26 years old. He's in the beginning of his career, Jerry Weintraub was. So he had no business taking Elvis on tour. And Elvis was managed by, if any of you saw the movie, a guy named the Colonel. And so Jerry started calling the Colonel saying, hey, no one's taking Elvis on tour, not in the way I want to do it. I want to take him on tour. When can we meet? And the guy's like, who are you? You're a nobody, right? That's what the Colonel mm-hmm. said to Jerry. You're a nobody. You're a kid. If we ever mm-hmm. took Elvis on tour, it wouldn't be with you. And so he went on to call the Colonel every day. Picture this, pick up the phone and call this man who rejected you, a very brash, bold, jerky man too, who rejected you every single day for months. Hey, it's me, Jerry, again. I want to take Elvis on tour. Hey, it's me, Jerry, again. I want to take Elvis. And he said something really important because he ended up being the one that took Elvis on tour. That's the punchline. But there's a better punchline than this. He said, it wasn't that I knew I was going to convince the colonel to let me take Elvis on tour. It was that if they ever decided to take him on tour, I know that I put myself in position Mm -hmm. to be the first guy he thought of because I was so relentless and obnoxious about it. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, wow, what a lesson. What does everybody want in their life 
that they're not being obnoxious and relentless about, and they're giving up, and that's the only way to get stopped. It's the only way to fail is by giving up. If you actually don't give up, if you actually reach down into that little piece of DNA that doesn't care what other people think, and you try again, 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 and you you never stop, then you can never fail. It's that simple. It's simple, but massive. I was just thinking while you were talking about how we've had a few people throughout our careers continue to reach out like, hey, if you ever have a position open up or hey, if you ever need somebody for this, like I'm your girl. And while I literally have not had anything coming up, soon I have something that I will need to fill. And you got them in mind. And I have them in mind, even though for the longest time I was like, oh my gosh, I don't have anything. And you know, like maybe you could stop this for a little bit. But (laughs) now that I'm in the position, guess who's coming to my mind? The ones who were relentless about letting me know that they would love to be in a position of some sort. And the people who've only asked once, only twice, I don't remember them. Yep. So- It's such a good lesson of whose mind are you staying in the forefront of? And you know what? I just don't see it anymore, Chris. I don't see a lot of people do this. No. I see people try once, try twice, try three times, try five. And that's it. Yep. It's like, well, I tried. Five is not trying. No. I was thinking about how much I emailed Oxygen Magazine to try to get in the magazine and on the cover. And it was four years of every single month. Being told I you're not the touch. right look, you're not the right four fit. Years, like mean feedback. Four years of every single month. Yep. I just stayed in touch yep. and tried to offer value and would say, okay, well, what about, you know, do you need a recipe? What type of content do you need? Not even asking, actually. I stopped asking after I learned the lesson of don't ask and provide value. And then I started to say, hey, I just came up with this recipe. Do you want it in your magazine? I want to clarify I what you I can shoot there. the pictures. There, there's a comma in there that I want to make sure people caught. Yep. Don't ask and ask and ask. Switch it to provide value, provide value, provide yes. value so that you have a better reason to stay on the forefront of people's minds. That's how you continue to follow up daily, weekly, monthly, whatever your pace is, and make sure that you're the person that someone thinks of when they're finally ready to buy or finally ready to hire or finally ready for that cover or finally, right? Like so much about sales in life or getting your way in life is not about changing someone's mind today. It's about being the first person on their mind tomorrow when they're finally ready for whatever you have to offer. Yep. And I just want to add something that when you are deciding to switch to adding value, I think there's something really important in there that I have always added and seen people add where it feels really good and it feels like clean energy rather than like, why are they doing this? Do they want something? It's kind of like saying, you know, I would love to help you with this or or here's what I can offer you, or here's some content you can use. No strings attached. I just want to stay in the front of your mind if something would ever come up. That's it. And saying something like that makes the person feel not like you're like, okay, now I need something from you. And so I think that there's this like, graceful, beautiful dance that you'll figure out. You're not going to get it right all the time. Trust me, I've sent lots of emails that afterward I read something and learned something from someone later on a podcast. And I'm like, oh, I could kick myself for writing it that way. But that's how you learn. Ask for feedback, like, but consistently try to stay in the forefront of people's minds. I don't think people really realize, you know, they only know about the covers. You got 11 covers of different fitness magazines, right? I don't think they realize it was four years of being turned down on a regular basis. 
same thing with your book. Mm-hmm. When you went to get a book deal, how many publishers turned you down? 21. 21 publishers. Nope, you're not right. Nope, your audience isn't big enough. Nope, you're, you know, this, this is a stupid been, book. Yeah, this is stupid. <laughs> this has been done before. They didn't use the word stupid, but they essentially said that this is fluff content. Yep. And this has already been done. No one's interested. And finally, number 22 gives you a massive book deal for a first-time author. Yep. Right. Which is still, that book is still continuing to sell. Yesterday, this is so exciting. So book was published May 2017. Yesterday, I just got an email that they want to translate my book to To Czech. Czech. Yep. And that's super exciting because now I get another little book Another advance and more royalties. Yes. Very exciting. None of that would have happened if you gave up on publisher number five or publisher number 10 or publisher number 15, or publisher number 20, or even 21, if you would have given up there, none of this would be happening. Mm-hmm. So if we have any message for you, it just it hit me last night, listen to this awesome book. And again, if you want to, if you like biographies, like you have to like biographies or like this book, that's yeah. my favorite kind of book. Biographies of like really awesome people accomplish big things because then I learn through their journey. When I Stop Talking, You'll Know I'm Dead by Jerry Weintraub. That's the biography. But last night when he said that simple but profound thing, I'm like, oh my God, that's defined our life. Mm -hmm. That has defined our life. You cannot fail if you do not stop. It is up to you to step up to the plate and step up to the plate and step up to the plate, always tweaking and learning each time in between until you are finally in position to be the person that someone says yes to when that person needs what you have to offer, no matter what that might be. You follow that recipe, you'll never fail. It might take you longer than you think. It will take you longer. Than, oh, damn yeah. it, everything in our life has taken us longer than oh, we think, Oh, God, we're not where we want to be. Everything. <laughs> like, I want you guys to hear why this. Why is it taking so long? I want you guys to hear this. Every single thing in our life takes longer than we expected it to take. It takes adjusting. It takes changing on the fly. It takes learning and tweaking. Everything in our life that you guys think is so easy or, or wow, they knocked out of the park has taken us way longer than we thought it would. I mean, but we don't stop. We're living our goals today of like seven years ago. Yep. So let's just remember, like this was on my vision board seven years ago, not one year, seven. So you have to remember it feels slow. It does. But that's why we have a great gratitude practice too, is because we, while we're building and while it feels slow, we also want to be so insanely grateful for what we have. And I just want you to remember as you're asking, like most everybody will feel really annoying. I remember every time I emailed, I was like, well, I'm either one email away from them totally blocking me or a restraining order, or they think that this is like a girl who's just checking in and staying on their radar. (laughs) Either way you win. Either way, either way I ended up winning. And something else I want to share about that, like about the never quitting, is when I finally got the email back that they said, yes, come up, we're going to do a test cover shoot. It doesn't mean that you're going to get the cover. And so I flew myself up there. I paid for the plane ticket. I paid for the room. I paid for the clothes. They had some on set, but you have to bring a ton of your own. And did the whole shoot for the whole day, got really excited, had my hopes up. And right when my cover was about to come out, they, yeah, they let said, me hey, know. Good news, we're doing the cover. Good news, we're doing the cover. I was so excited. I cried. I was elated. I knew the month that it was coming out. They called me a few weeks before the magazine came out and said, Oh, we're not going to run your cover with no reason whatsoever why. And typically, when they say they're not going to run your cover, it meant 
in the world of that particular magazine that you would never get another chance. Yep. And so instead of being completely devastated for the rest of my life. Or burning bridges. Or burning bridges or saying that I was so upset and going through whatever I went through, I gracefully said thank you so much for the opportunity and the amazing day. And then I cried obviously, on my own for about a week. And then I kept reaching out. I kept reaching out. And the next year, I went up again, shot a cover that finally came out and turned into, I think with that company, like seven other covers, maybe eight. Yep, it was incredible. So guys, if you take anything away from this, yeah, it's going to take you longer than you think. But you cannot fail if you do not give up. And that might be small basic advice, but it's also the most important advice that you will probably ever let sink in and follow if you are destined to do great things. We're so grateful for you and we will see you next week. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. And if you loved this episode and know of someone else who is as successful as they are generous, please pass them on to me. It would mean the world to me if you help me get this cause and this message out to as many listeners as I can. So please, if you liked what you heard, it goes a long way if you take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review and share this with your friends. I'll be forever grateful. And until the next episode, cheers to your success.